listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Lovely lady, be good. Mm, lady, be good to me. Baba dee, baba, baba boo. I'm awfully misunderstood. <coughs> lady, 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 be good. Oh, please have some pity. Oh, I'm alone. <coughs> This big city. I tell you. I'm just a lonely, lonely babe in the woods. Jabba do ba do ba bo dang, ba bo dee ba do dang, bang bang bang. Jabba do ba do ba bo bang, ba dee ba dee ba be ba bang, ba do ba be ba bo ba bo ba bo bang bo bang. Jabba do ba do ba do ba da ba dee ba ba do ba da ba dee ba dee ba be ba bo dee ba ba do ba dee ba be ba bo bang bo dee.
Okay, so welcome. This is from Ray Oldhofer and Jim Carolla. And we start our kind of new season. I think we started it last week. Um, so as we enter our second season, um, I want to begin to get a direction that we're going in. The first part uh, was really what I call the groundwork. The groundwork and preparation, some foundation for what's to, to follow. Um, so in this groundwork, we covered um, development, for, or the early development, early childhood, infancy, all the way up the line to adulthood. Now it's just setting something down to realize that at each one of these levels, if something goes wrong, detours are taken and psychological problems occur. We're not at the top of our game, sort of where we've been. We've been. Um, we went down some side road. So that's you know. I'm not going to repeat all that stuff again. But it's it's understanding that um, that things work in levels of development. For for human beings, it's uh, what's called psychosexual development from the womb all the way up to adulthood, the rest of our our life. But in the cosmic- I call it the um, the lost lineage of love. Oh, okay. Ray's got a name for it, the lost lineage of love, and that's a good name. As the some of the difficulties that occur because of the difficulties of not blaming anyone. It's uh, a lost lineage, not just the parents. It implies uh, ancestral life too. So. From there on in, from the beginning, it's kind of a migration, just the way animals, birds, and it's a migration from that initial fire to solidified matter through body, through mind, through soul, through spirit. In other words, that's a journey, just the way psychosexual is a journey, step by step. And facets of consciousness are split off, distorted, or neglected at any of those um, the developmental levels. Facets of the body can be repressed. Elements of the mind could be distorted. Aspects of the soul could be denied. The call of spirit could be ignored. But in each case, the alienated facets may become uh, contracted, uh, um, become sticky points, become places where they're stuck, kind of uh, wounds in awareness split off or avoided, fragmentations that produce pathology, with this type of pathology coming from, depending upon the amount of fragmentation. So according to how bad the road was, different kinds of pathology come from it. That's why we started off talking about development and psychology, because psychology is the one instrument, at least as a start, that can really begin to look into this matter. So that's that's kind of the groundwork, and um, and this the second part, I call a descent to soul. We're moving now, uh, just from the idea of, of personality, and we're moving into what would be the um, the trip that we would have to take and the worlds we would have to go through to begin to touch soul again. Um, and maybe I should give a quick, that's not a good definition, but by soul I mean the vital, mysterious, wild other, 
something we can't latch on to, we don't know it that well, of our individual selves. Um, an, an essence, a unique part of us. Qualities found in layers of the self much deeper than personality. So in other words, we're entering kind of a mind shaft of the psyche. We're going down deeper than um, egoic personality. By spirit, I mean the single great and eternal mystery that permeates and animates everything in the universe and yet, and yet transcends all of it. And our journey on this earth, I'm going to call it we are agents of the spirit. So this is a long trip down in this mind. This is the way a mind shaft, you'll go down. But in the meantime, we're going to run into things in this uh, as we go down further and further. Okay. What do you mean by run into things? We're going to run into... Uh, Personality? Yeah, we're going to run into sub-personalities. Sub-personalities, we're... We said in the last uh, segment, no, last year actually, is um, we all have about a dozen subpersonalities, <laughs> at least uh, states of our parents, uh, ego, states of relatives and things we've run into in our life, and they've kind of um, produced a point of view, produced attitudes, um, produced. Um, um, produce what I call a sensual mind. So all of that, and we're basically sense-based, a sensual mentality has formed now. And that's made up of all these attitudes and habits and um, body, <clears throat> body constrictions, um, uh, self-image, gest gestures, and so on. We've got a conglomeration of all that material. So and, uh, if the sense-based thinking is related to self-emotions and uh, willpower and, um, and different kinds of emotions, I really begin to stick. And one that I like just to bring out that we all kind of hassle with is um, chronic irritation. So you can feel it in other people, how quickly they're on edge, how they're irritated so quickly. And they believe, we, as we all, when we're in it too, that that's the truth. That irritation is justified. And I can, you know, be a certain way with you because I'm right. Chronic irritation really rules this mentality of this generation. I mean, I certainly know it in myself how quick... I could hear something and quickly jump into points of What the of fuck view. are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Ray, Ray really knows what we're talking about. What do you know about your irritation, Ray? What's... Uh, you know, you live there, right? Right. I mean, at a level. And then um, and I've been watching it lately, and I see how, how much it's really in the way. You know, it's pretty amazing that you, know, you can go throughout one's life and not really ever be beyond to it you know mm -hmm. just the blame and i'm right and you know mm -hmm. you just go down your road and then you know you're waiting to cash a, a check at the bank and you realize it's all a fucking lie mm -hmm. you know or what what you've been doing isn't really isn't really worth anything mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a kind of a rude awakening but 
definitely one to um, see. And hard to see, too, because those behaviors are so embedded. And they're generational. You know, I know I behave a lot like my mother sometimes, and I know I behave a lot like my father. And it's hard. It's, you know, when you finally make that correlation and then see how you've done it, even though you might have a little bit different take on it. You know, I don't have a German accent, but, you know, I behave like I have one. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty eye-opening. Pretty eye-opening. So the agitation arises. Now, and I'm saying it's really, this is a gen, well, it's not, I'm sure it was you know, all of humanity. Of course, it's a kind of a defensive system from that uh, psychosexual development we've been talking about. Somewhere, this uh, kind of, uh, well, I'm meaning one of many kinds of things. But when, when, um, when our irritation comes up, um, we, we can feel it. Something arouses, the body arouses, the heart may start beating faster. We want to begin to say what that irritation is. But most of all, we believe it. And that's the first part of working with this. Beginning to not believe the irritation so much. In other words, we say, it's true, it's real, and I should be riled up, and it's all that. But suppose we began to say, wait a minute. That is a part of me, but is it really true, all the things I'm saying about it, all the justifications about it? So first to put it at that level of it, question its validity and its truth, not that it's not agit- not that it's not harnessing the body and quick mind thoughts coming, so all that's true, but as you hear what com- uh, you hear what comes out of us, something that says. I don't know if that's really true. It, that's super hard to get to to even ask yourself that question because when you're you're already spurred into the um, you know automatic, you know you're already down that road. Absolutely. And mm. then to clip that road is a tough thing to do, mm-hmm. especially if you're if it's in a couple situation or you know mm. a work situation or or you're, <clears throat> you're, you're you're fighting with your better half or whatever i mean you're already down that road you're down that road and to shake loose from it and to actually go to a different place is pretty hard right so i was really raised really making that once you're into it in other words as you begin to feel the emotions of it and the pounding beat of the heart and where you can't keep still now you have some anxiety about it starting to get angry. Um, One thing is that how quick could we catch it? If we let it go past step two or three, we're pretty much totally in its spell, and it'll take us wherever it's going to take us. An argument with the other person, accusing the other person, um, and then their response to it, of course, is going to now they're going to defend themselves, and now we're in a big splash of emotions with both people or more than one saying how right they are. And by the way, those have to fit too. You can't have an argument with somebody who, um, like the person you're attracted to or whatever relationship you might be in, and if there's a reason why they fit together. Mm-hmm. And it ain't for a good reason. I mean, when you really delve into it, you know, you see like, oh, they have the same malady. Oh, they have the same story, except it's a little different, but this works really well in this cycle. 
And when you see that kind of stuff, it makes you, it'll make, it'll wake you up. Yeah. If you're willing to look at it. Yeah. But if you're not, you're just, you're, you're, forget it. You're taking it. You are it. Yeah. It's you. And wherever it's leading, you're going. And, um. Now get out. Right. (laughs) Then we usually can try to end it with something like, I'm getting out of here or you get out of here. Because the tension is building up so strongly. So. Yeah, and the part sub another point that Ray's making is that the different parts the sub some sub some sub personalities of two people they meet at certain levels. Now, sub personality number four meets with the other sub personality six, and they they have a little show. I mean, they they put on a whole drama together, and he, and he, Ray pointed that out that there were. Yeah, and by the way, that's all your relationships, every one of them. Mm-hmm. It's fucking sickening. It really is. Yeah, because it's inside us and could be easily triggered at any time. So that's what we're so we're producing this groundwork just to see what kind of state are we in for the dig, for the going down to uh, descent into the mind, into the psyche, to, and meeting all these personalities along the way. So I remember one time ahead. you told me a couple of, I think uh, this was like four or five years ago, he goes, Ray, you go, Ray, it's like you had a machine gun your whole life and all you did was shoot people. <laughs> now, mm. And now you got to go wake them all up. Ah, I don't remember that, but yeah. It's something, because we, a lot of damage is produced during this uh, war. There are different levels of war. People are mad and they're insulted and there are all kinds of things and people are hurt. Words are very hurtful, and people carry with them, with them, and they want to get back at you. So that is kind of a way of thinking. We produce a lot, and if you lived enough years, then you have a bunch of them behind you um, uh, that can come back on you. So we must undergo kind of what I call initiation process. We can't jump out of this. The thing that Ray and I are talking about, this chronic irritation, is just one of them. But you can see we can't just jump out of it. There's an there's initiation process that needs to take place. There's a kind of a psychological form of dying that has to go on, a gradual shift um, in this ego, ego-centered um, level of sub, sub-personalities. Now there's, so let's, you know let's, you see yeah. that you know where you see that you see that in like um, the geriatric, you see that they've let go of certain things in a different way. You can feel it on them, hmm. like things don't matter as much to them as you know it might have in like I when my mom was dying, you know things did not matter. That did, you know. Where's the little fucking scissors? You got, you know, you got that beat on your head when you when she was looking for him in youth, and then later on, you know, who cares where the scissors are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they give that that personality up a little more. I think, you know, because you're looking at death, but you know that uh, it just it just seems to fade, or you know, you're so stuck in your pattern that. You're not buying. After a while, it's like you can't buy it. Mm-hmm. 
But I think it ha- I mean, I think it happens with, I don't know if it happens with everybody, but I do notice that it happens more with, you know, the older you are. Yeah, I'm kind of in that area now, the geriatric area. Um, yeah, and there's some of it that's, some natural dying sometimes happen, but the possibility of, of chronic agitation is still quite there. Also, if you, Ray visited his mother in the home, you you also might notice there's still, there's still people going after each other and arguments going on and so on. So that continues on. But also, the hope that as years go on, we get a little more wisdom. Um, and then when you get closer to your dying, then uh, you're, putting, you're being um, influenced by another level that's more important than somebody just cutting you off on a freeway or something. In other words, the dynamics begin to change then. Um, okay, so... There are three, three or four realms of this I want to talk about. Uh, now remember, a picture of our little mining journey we're on. We're going down uh, gradually uh, in this um, route to soul. Um, um, well, we've talked about the developmental part, and that'll be more psychological. Now, the other thing is that uh, ego... In ego development, now I'm going to say something that's going to sound contrary to what we're saying, but on this journey we're going on, we may need a pretty intact ego because it's going to be put up against some difficult material. When people don't have any or very little ego support from themselves, then it's very difficult for them to have discipline, to um, um, be able to touch parts of themselves that could open up and listen, they tend to be rigid. So uh, ego development also could be healing growth of every day. There could be healing in ego development. Where one likes oneself better, the ego is able to have enough strength to uh, continue this journey um, as it reaches some difficult sub-personalities inside ourselves. Um, so that that's an interesting part, ego development. Have I has that how's that been for me? As we could ask that to our podcast audience. What have we done in our life that allows us a little more self confidence? Um, something we need and healing of uh some old emotional wounds. You can think of our emotional wounds that we carry with us. We all could be kind of aware of that inside ourselves. So on this journey, there's also an an ego um, development. I see, at the same time I'm saying it should die, but before it's died, it almost has to be born. And then it could um, begin to decrease. But the first part is actually development of the ego. A stronger ego we'd have a better chance of being able to go for the dig because it's going to be tough down there. Okay, so um, so that, that relationship and its relationship to the human body. Now, another thing, we have a whole body thing in this that we got to begin to work with. And other people and emotional wounds uh, um, in, in us. 
So we're coming across all that material. Could we stand up to it or will we quit and run? That's what I mean by the ego strengthening itself more and more. Adequate, let me sum it up by saying this way. Adequate ego growth is essential to the personal well-being and cannot be bypassed by any tradition or um, um, medica- meditation, uh, even with meditational practice. Now, it'd be good to do both at the same time, but first part is to get something straight in our life that gives us enough support and care about ourselves that we're willing to go into the uh, what uh, St. John of the Cross called the dark nights of the search of a soul. Okay, so I see your, our time is about running out. Oh, no? Okay, we, no, we still have time. Yeah, we have another 20 minutes. Oh, okay, <laughs> wow. Okay, I thought he was talking. Okay, so I'm, um, Brian just tells us, no, we're not out of time. We're just about, um, he says, about another 20 minutes. Let's shoot for 40 minutes. <laughs> All right. Jim, I don't think you're supposed to say it. <laughs> See, what I just did then, I, I said what was up on the board. And Ray said, you're not supposed to say what's on the board. <laughs> All right. Um, so this thing about ego development, um, for you, Ray, what does it mean, something about that some adequate Ego growth is essential. What does that mean to you? Well, <clears throat> I think if you don't have it, you know, and I know a lot about this, like about, you know, chasing your tail and just going in circles and stuff like that. But the more you become intact at even an ego level, the more you'll be prepared, you know, to look at other things, you know, and then you'll be able to. I mean, I know I've been going at this for a long time. And I know with my different facets of personality, they tend to take you away. Mm. So to have even like a, a center that you can work off of is is huge deal because it, it leaves so much more open to you. Or else you're just kind of condemned to Pete and repeat. Mm. Like Pete and repeat can become really good friends. And Pete and repeat don't know each other. <laughs> and that's a, a weird mm. thing to look at. You know, when you see that your other personas, you know, you introduce them to like, okay, hey, coffee guy, this is basketball guy, this is go get girl guy, this is, you know, you have a bunch of different different facets to it. And when they all get to meet each other and, and have a boss, that's a huge deal. You know, that's so then you're not condemned to just doing, you know, Pete and repeat. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm. You know, this ego development is kind of an interesting one to ponder and see in one's life. I know that in my world, I would say my ego development was almost zero. I was just overwhelmed by the conditions of that life and feeling totally inadequate in school. Um, you know, the grades are getting zero grades and and I didn't have any kind of the only way that I could fool the world would be if I played roles and images and lied and so then you lie when when you're inadequate in this area and you want to bolster it and you want your own um, people to think that uh, you're better uh, 
more equipped than the, than you really are in all areas. So it's a beginning of fooling others then, saying something you're not, um, exaggeration, uh, making it more than what it is. And they become all ways of uh, artificially, artificially trying to bolster the ego. So that's that's another one to look at. How have I artificially, what what things that I play in my life to win something from other people that wasn't based on the truth of what really happened. So that's another way to begin to see it. And eventually, how to begin to try to bring truth to those areas that are untruth. Parts where we can say now, I don't really know. Um, and be okay with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm stuck for words. I can't resolve it. And um, You know, this is at uh, every level. Um, I have a friend of mine who's a psychiatrist, and he was saying the other day that, and he testifies in court, and, um, and like a court expert, um, and he said he, the, the lawyer on the other side of the case said, you realize that at another case level, what you said is you're saying something like you're saying the opposite of what you're saying right now. And he said, well, I don't know what you mean. He said, well, I'll show you. Put him the transcripts. And sure enough, he said this thing at another time. He said it one way. He was saying this at another way. He said, and at that moment, I couldn't just say, in other words, I had to save face. And, and I know because this is a situation I've been in before um, like that, where I had to say, uh, well, I, I'm not sure about this, and I had to stumble around. And he said a funny thing. The judge interrupted and said, you know, he told the lawyer, this line you're following to try to show that the expert um, has been flawed, he said that you're just using that for some kind of weight about something. He said, yes, experts could be wrong and could be flawed. Let's move on. Drop that way of, drop that dynamic in this court. That, and, and then my psychiatrist friend said, wow, he was quite taken. Judges and experts can just be wrong. And that, but he, he, he didn't do it. Like and, that judge. Yeah, that judge really, really came and he saw where that guy was going and that he was really going to use that. And he kind of acknowledged it, but said, you know, you're not Who doesn't? To, right. Yeah. Don't just, don't work just through discrediting uh, the witness, the person on the stand, the expert in this case. Um, he said that not to do that. Um, yeah, and, I've always like played a role of, of dumb it down. Yeah. You know, that was my thing, always to dumb it down or, or not to excel, especially scholastically. I mean, I remember I was in second grade, and there were reading groups. Remember, like they'd have three different reading groups in a class of 30. You know, and then you'd read off these flashcards so that you'd be assessed of, of what group you would go to. And I did really well, and I got in the high group, you know, where the, the italics from the, the book was, you know, pretty small. You know, and over four <clears throat> syllable words and all that, and I I had to bow out of that group really quick. I had mm -hmm. to get into the middle of the road group. You know, like hey, psst, this is beyond me. 
I don't want to read aloud and do this. This is work. Forget it. Put me in the middle of the road. Yeah, more. Do I know that one? And that's a theme. It's, I mean, you'll 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 grab onto that, and that'll be you. Yes, and use humor. I mean, I, I remember like in June in my my big thing in elementary school since I couldn't get any attention for anything right is that I would just start falling out of the chair. <laughs> And like I like I topple over, like I do a big pratfall. Everybody go, yeah, they'd laugh and everything. The teacher would get mad, but I mean that's what I would do. All of a sudden, I'd just flop on the floor. I mean, what a what an attempt at uh, I mean how desperate one has to be. So Ray, you and then, know, the, and then the other, the flip side of that, you doing your pratfalls and like me being obnoxious or you know a bully or a caretaker. There's there's the people out there that you know got straight a's you know where that's part of it though i mean mm -hmm. that's almost part of the the lie yet it's you know straight a's straight so how a's. do you question that yeah yeah i mean there are first place there are people that are getting the straight a's uh they, they're already in a little better shape i mean whatever got them to be able to succeed in that way help at home whatever studying um no, what I'm saying that could be a backfire, uh, like the mad, is. yeah, like the mad scientist, you know, like all right, he knows whatever the whatever theory is, but you know he can't tie a shoe. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, there's that. That happens too, where people are very developed in one area, and um, not in other other places. You know, I thought of another thing where I used my psychiatrist friend um, uh, analogy. I did it kind of on the show here. When um, when somebody said um, a question came of um, how did you did you read Adam's book um, and I and I didn't I mean I mean I I breezed through that. I mean I, I fluffed through that book I looked at a chapter but I didn't actually um, read the book I didn't say I read the book I said I read I saw excerpts from it if I remember right. But I realized. Yeah, you, know, you said the, one part of it made you sad when you got in the fight. Yeah, yeah, and I and I remember that um, you know I, I I realized I wasn't truthful with that question, um, and that was like I'm thinking of that because that's exactly what my psychiatrist friend did. Um, did that eat away at you at some level? Yeah, and that uh, I was thinking how how I was going to make that right, and so that's what I'm trying to do now is kind of realize that. So I was the one kind of in, in the position of being, I don't know, not an expert, but, um, and uh, and I, I didn't, as my psychiatrist friend we were, uh, did, I didn't really opt to it. I think a truthful thing would have been, I didn't read the book. I mean, that's not, I mean, I did, I know a couple parts of the book, but I didn't actually read it through, uh, would have been more. Um, but that part about when he was hit, and I, with the baseball bat, that was, uh, I said touching, uh, distressing would have been, now uh, I can prove on that one too. Not touching, I was distressed at hearing it. Um, uh, and and Lynn read that and brought it to my attention. And I realized that was distressful to hear that he went through that. Um, so maybe by correcting that and to show you that whatever position we're in, um, sometimes it's hard to face that part that says, I don't know, or I didn't do it, or something like that. 
you leave you more open too when you when you um, <clears throat> when you fess. You know, yeah. it, may, it puts you in a different state. You know, now you're not thinking of what's my next lie or where do I go <laughs> from here, or that's what I mean about the lost lineage of love. You know, you fucked up, boom, now you're going down this road, now you're mm-hmm. going down that road, now you're smoking crack. You know, I mean, it takes X amount to get to wherever you're going, but to go back and actually, like, fest like you just did, it, I mean, I feel lighter. I don't know yeah. about you. Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. Well, any time we really, any time a real truth is faced, it does relieve us, because what we realize is that we started to carry the, even um, if it's not a lie or the exaggeration or, or trying to avoid um, the question. But it, 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 it's inside us. And that's kind of what Ray's saying. And, and something about when we can make it right, uh, closer to the truth uh, or the truth itself, um, something is relieved in us. That's really true. Yeah, and then and that and that leaves you more present, and then it's just a snowball the other way, mm-hmm. you know. And that leaves you in a state where you don't have to be so defensive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'm gonna try a little experiment today. I haven't said this to Ray, but earlier, the last time we were here, I told Ray about maybe we could do some. You people who have heard me. On the, in fact, I just did one with some scatting, that um, maybe Ray and I could end or sometimes begin the show or roll off with the Jim, show. Th- this is all you, buddy. Oh no! I got to well, practice with this. This is, this is not just well, a let's, blind let's thing. Say, let's say a you little. You can't set me up like that. Let's let's say like a little, a right, little like a little lesson. Boop! There, I'm done. Okay, a little <laughs> lesson. In other words, just to do. Um, even just copy something, I just to get into the groove of it. You know, at the beginning. So I'm, let me do something like. Well, we don't have any music for it, but we're gonna, Bob, I'm going to like just take a rhythm. Ba ba do ba do de bo ba 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 do ba do. Let me do the clap. Uh, I'll do the clap part, and you do the. I can do the clap. Okay. Da ba de. But I want you to try it. That means you got to stop clapping. Oh, he did. Oh, he did something slow though. It's a yeah. Different rhythm. You got to get a little beat going for us. Do what you were doing. Do it. Do it, Bob. Do it. Okay, but I just repeat what I'm doing as best as you can. You don't have to be right, perfect. I don't expect that. All right, I've heard some beat. Let's see if it, this is reminding me of my reading group, by beat. the way. Okay, right. So we're going to. That's how we're going to heal it. We're going to do it now. Get. We don't have to worry about what you used to worry about. All right. So here we go. Ba 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 do ba do ba. Now I did something very. Anything good. that is that too fast? Yeah, that's too fast. Got the Jim catalog back there. Okay, here we go. Uh, for that. Stop the dop. That's it. Go ahead, go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm mimicking you. Go. Ba ba da ba do ba 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 da ba 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 ba
That's it. Okay, now folks, you heard a first. You hold Ray Oldhoffer. Um, really do it. So I'm going to do one more because we still have a few more minutes to go. Okay. Can you you can hear the music, right? Okay, yeah. here we go. It's a little fast, but ba 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 ba. That's a simple one. Ba 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 Okay, ladies and gentlemen, do another one. Do another one. Here we go. Do 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 no, he won't even keep. He's going so well, he won't even stop. Oh, oh my God. No. Now, see, what? look, there was an example. He said, it's just like my, my um, you know, school and my reading, group. reading group. But I pushed a little bit, and he, he, he had the courage, and he began to try it. And he was doing it at the end. This is all improvised. There's nothing. There's not a right thing or the right, you know. And he was able to follow me a little bit. And now I can see we can now we could use this and we'll work, you know practice this a little bit and that wasn't the right beat for what we I wanted to do it slower, but um, later on we'll get the right um, beat and I'll just do things he'll do things and I'll do harmony with him and Jesus and we'll have be some a lot fun we're going to have <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun doing this okay Thanks, folks dude. so we we tried an experiment today. Ray and I, uh, uh, I, I, I can scat, so um, I've been doing it for a long time. But uh, Ray, which is definitely, I remember him saying this before, no, I will, uh, no, I don't know how to scat, I'll just clap, he said the day. So well, remember from, uh, your lectures? Yeah. Your lectures, you would always, Jim would have a lecture about once every month or two, and um, you would, because you love music so much that you would want everybody else to sing. Yeah, and um, I told you one time in our private session, like, Jim, nobody likes singing. You're good at it. I don't think anybody else 
likes it, but you dig it, so everybody but he tries. Right. Actually, there's two or three good singers. And I think we took a vote, and, and you realized that you know people were on the right. spot and weren't digging it too much. Well, we're going to bring, we're going to get rid of that myth totally <laughs> now, because you already did it. Just imagine if we practiced. Well, you would be, you'd be there at the end. You we couldn't stop you. I mean, you went on to some other things. So we broke the ice, and now Ray is going to be a blues singer. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's okay. with you on that. Okay, so we're going to. Uh, stop with that. I see our time is up. We thank you all for listening and we thank Ray for having the courage to jump in and follow old Pops. He's no, he used to Papa be a boop. Papa Boop. And, uh, uh, and so we're going to improvise some things just to have some fun with and you let us know if you, if you, if you like it or not. Okay, so saying, saying goodbye and we'll see you next week. Bye. And lovely lady, be good. Mm, lady, be good to me. Baba dee, baba, baba, I'm awfully misunderstood. <coughs> lady, 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 be good. Oh, please have some pity. Oh, I'm alone. <coughs> this big city, I tell you. I'm just a lonely, lonely babe in the woods. Jabadoo, badoo, baboo, dang. Babu, dee, badoo, dang, bang, bang, bang. Jobadoo, badoo, bobo, bang. Badoo, dee, boo, bee, boo, bang. Badoo, dee, bee, babu, 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 bang, boo, bang. Jabadoo, badoo, 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 boo, badoo, 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 boo, dee, boo, bee, babu, dee, boo, badoo, 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 bee, babu, bee, boo, dee.